Hi, and welcome to The Light Leaders, a podcast for light workers who want more money, power, and impact. I'm your host, Alex E. Lember. I believe that we are currently in the middle of a global awakening of humanity and that leveraging entrepreneurship is the fastest way to raise the consciousness of our planet. So in this podcast, I interview light workers and conscious entrepreneurs who follow their soul mission and have built a business around it. I call them light leaders, and this is the new paradigm. You will hear their stories and more importantly, receive tools, tips, and strategies on how you can also impact more people and grow your business while following your soul mission. If you hear little nuggets you love and you'd like to share, Screenshot this episode and share on your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag us at the Light Leaders Podcast and we will repost. There's a device I love and use almost every day. It's called the Healy. It sends specific frequencies to the body. It's been developed by quantum physicists from Germany and it is the next evolution of health and well-being. It has amazing results. On top of it, it's an entrepreneurial opportunity. This is how I monetize my lifestyle, my brand, and this podcast. So if you're interested in getting this amazing device for yourself, or also in the entrepreneurial opportunity, I would love to help you. You can go to www.thelightleaders.org slash Healy, H-E-A-L-Y. Hi, and welcome to this new episode of The Light Leaders. Today, I'm with Eri Cardos. She's one of the most highly referred relationship coaches globally, working with clients across six continents, ranging from top tech executives to Hollywood celebrities to world champion athletes. She is known for her passion for helping powerful people create even more powerful relationships. Eri provides private and group online coaching sessions to clients around the world. In addition, she offers in-person facilitated retreats and fully guided intensives to help individuals and couples create the relationships and life they desire. Eri is also the author of the best-selling book, Relationship Agreements, a simple and effective guide for strengthening communication, reducing conflict, and increasing intimacy to design your ideal relation relationship. Eri, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. Mm. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. What are you grateful for today? Oh my gosh, for this. Look at where we are mm -hmm. right now. I mean, in this beautiful studio, in this beautiful island, mm. at this crazy time, and we get to be doing this kind of work. It's, mm. it's amazing. Mm. People can listen to us from the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. It's magical. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's interesting. In spiritual communities, we're often very grateful for Pachamama nature, but sometimes technology is a little bit forgotten. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I was really impressed with it when we were doing our gratitude practice to get ready for this time that you called in, the fact that we're grateful for this technology and this opportunity to speak mm. together with people, be connected all around the world right now. Mm. It's amazing. This couldn't happen like this any other point in yeah. time. And here we are. <laughs> Way better than carrier pigeons. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. And so I like to give a bit of context to the listener. And can you tell us what's your vision for the world, your why? <laughs> and also how your business is helping to bring that vision and why into manifestation. Yeah, sure. We'll dive right in. Um, so I've been coaching for many years now. And when I was in this coaching program through New Ventures West, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, I really, it became very clear to me that everyone on this whole planet wants to be seen, heard, and loved. And I was like, that's what I want. That's what I want for everyone for them to really feel like it's safe to be seen, heard, and loved. And how can I empower that to happen? And then you were, you were present when the next big download happened where it was 
for me, it, it was this very clear message that part of my life's journey and my life's work is to trust and love. And that can take many different forms depending on how you want to, want to define love and what is love. It can be meaning in relationship, in business, in friendships, in money, but how do you really lean in and trust that? And so I think my why is that twofold part. It's like, how do you make sure everyone feels seen, heard, and loved? And then how do you trust and love all the time? Mm. Yeah, that's my why. <laughs> mm. And so how, how are you helping that why with your business? Yeah, so I'm, a, I'm primarily a relationship coach. And I also do some speaking and authoring from time to time. But really, my passion is around coaching people. And it's been a variety of different demographics over the years, but my real passion is around people who are in some sort of romantic relationship. This is where I think the, a, lot of, a lot of the really juicy stuff comes from. And so it's a really beautiful place for me to show up and help people see each other's stories, the stories they hold for themselves, the story they hold about their partner or partners, and really start to explore like how, how is this, how can they all exist? How can all these truths be here? and really lean into, but what is love calling for? Mm. And so that's what I focus on. And it's super tied to money and business and mm. how you show up in the rest of the world and how you move through space. Because how we are in community with another soul, <laughs> in communion with another soul, is very telling of how we're going to be with the rest of our life. Mm. Yeah. So I'd love to go a bit on the heroine's journey. What led you to it? Can you give a little bit of background about what led you to be so passionate about uh, intimacy and relationship coaching and how you made it your business too? Yeah, I mean, I think I could write a like novel on this, so I'll try to keep it very short. Uh, very high-level checklist. I was born and raised in the Midwest of the United States. It was a very conservative Christian family. My parents are leaders in their church. And then throughout my teenage years and adolescent years, I was really, really struggling with this. With I was really wrestling between religion and my sexuality and like, what does this mean? And the urges I have and the things I think mm. about, how does all this come together? And then I went on many years of exploration and trying it all and you know, like just no bars. <laughs> it was like, here we go. We're just going to try everything and, and try to find myself. And through that process, I discovered a lot. I hurt a lot of people. I hurt myself. And, um, and I was like, this is not, there has to be another way. There has to be a way that I can be authentically me and it be safe for everyone to be authentically themselves. And that, and through the course of all of that, like relationships and intimacy channel, I was also trying to figure out my career for life because this is when you're supposed to be doing those things. Um, and I ended up getting accepted into a leadership development program with Amazon.com. And they accept three people every year. And I was lucky enough to be accepted. And it was amazing. It shifted so much in my life. And I met some incredible people. Ended up working for Amazon, doing leadership development for about five years. And loved it. And this was a big turning point for me. Is during that time, I learned a lot about lots of different ways of being in relationship. And it really expanded my definition and broke apart a lot, a lot of those stories of black and white and good and bad and you're going to heaven or hell and really started tearing that apart and saying, what if you had a blank canvas and you could make relationships anything you wanted them to be? What would that be? What would you make it? What if I give you permission to just create something totally unseen and that that's okay? And it was so powerful and I had an incredible partner at the time who really was with me on that journey, who's the contributing author to my book. And that's where this book was born out of. When I was working at Amazon, I was testing a lot of these ideas of what if I change the rules of the game? What if I make it exactly what this relationship calls for in this moment? And we keep it agile so it can keep shifting and growing. So I also during that time was going through a coaching program. And then I was coaching my leaders at work. And what I found was that when trust was established, that we the doors would shut to the office and they'd be like, Ari, can I talk to you about what's happening at home? And we started having these incredibly vulnerable conversations about the fact that so many of these top executives were going home to an empty apartment mm -hmm. and feeling really lonely, or they were going home to a marriage that felt equally as empty. And it was like, wow, this, my background, my undergraduate degree was in sexual psychology. 
And I was really curious how we could look at integrating this into the whole person. And my coaching program was on holistic coaching. So here we are and, and they're asking for it. And I, and I said, all right, well, we can start to explore this. And I watched things shift at home. And then I watched the ripple effect for how they showed up at work and how their teams mm. felt supported and how the ROI totally shifted in the organization. And I thought, oh my God, I'm having a bigger cultural and organizational impact when I start in the bedroom. Wow. And this is way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> more impact, more fun. More That's impact, you more change fun. direction. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And so that was it. It was really for me. I was like, all right, well, this is what I'm being called to do. And it sounds crazy, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really just open myself up for this. Mm. And very soon after that, I started getting referrals from, from all my clients to other clients. And I started working with leaders in Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Apple. So, so the people at Amazon, they were paying you? Yes. Okay, yes uh, so not when I was, sorry, let me clarify. When I was coaching my leaders, that was my job at work. And it was holistic ah, okay. coaching to do okay. leadership development. Okay. But then on the weekends and the evenings, I would be coaching. Mm. I would be like outside of work coaching. And okay. this was at first for free because I was in a coaching mm -hmm. program. And then it developed into getting referrals and actually turned into a business. Mm. So I'm like at Amazon working full time. Mm. And I've got a coaching business that's budding. Mm. And I'm getting more and more referrals. And mm. I'm like, what? Uh, what do I do with this? And I'm asking because that can be a, an interesting journey to replicate for the listener. Maybe if you don't know where to start, yeah. starting doing it for free maybe for a couple of people that can give testimonial or where you can test and then having your first more official clients that pay yes yes i would i ca i'm careful about the word free in general there needs to be some sort of exchange um and you said in exchange for testimonials i'm like mm. yes start to build that up and flex that muscle of what is it like to exchange and barter and have mm. some and assi assign value to what you're doing When you're first getting started at anything, it's like, oh my God, am I doing it right? I don't know. Right? All the questions start coming up and you have to build this ability to really believe in yourself, I find, most of the time. Mm. And coaching was something I've been doing all my life and people been coming to, for, coming to me for all my life. So I just didn't know it was coaching, right? I was like, I'm just doing what I naturally do. Mm. How could I charge money for that? Mm. Right? It feels almost wrong in my, in my story at the time. And then really starting to watch the impact and how do you shift into that place of this is what people are seeking. This is the healing that they want and they desire. And it's okay for me to own my worth and the skills I'm bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. And I have worked with a coach, either a coach or a therapist now this year for every year I've worked with a coach or a therapist now for two decades, 20 years of experience and learning from other amazing professionals. Mm -hmm. And you have to remember that all of those life experiences, all the other lessons you've learned, all the training programs you've gone to, they're all coming with you and your clients are receiving those gifts. And we forget about that. They're like, I often was like, oh, it's just me. It's just me. Why would they want to pay for me? But it's so much more. It's all of me and all this package. So I think in the very beginning, starting to exchange for testimonials can be really, really powerful. And then starting with whatever, mm. you know, wherever you need to begin. Some people need to feel like a, they need to start charging a little bit of money. Mm. I started doing joy coaching right away, which was pay whatever you can joyfully give and I will joyfully receive it. And that was my stepping stone. And that was nice for a while until I needed to start owning it and be like, okay, here we mm. are. And I remember the day um, my husband, Jamin, uh, and I, we walked into a special training program by one of his favorite business coaches mm -hmm. and it was a like we had a three-day weekend event all around business and sales and and he walked into the room there's maybe 500 people and I just remember him saying whatever you're charging right now go home and double it and I was just like what what audacity to say that you don't know me you don't know my business you don't know the journey I've been on and it really pushed me to think about like what is money And what is, mm. how do we assign so much story to it? Mm. And everybody's stories are different. And really shifting mindset into what does that mean and how can I cultivate a story of abundance mm. and allow money to just be money. And so, so you talked about Jamin for yeah. the listener, episode 85, 
is helping <laughs> uh, yeah helping people to start the, the coaching practice. It's a super powerful episode, yes. and I love you guys. You're very inspiring. We were at the same tantra retreat, and you have a, a beautiful conscious relationship with kids and sometimes opening. So it's it's really interesting. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm super happy and to give some context to the listeners. Yes, so yes. Jamie, check out Jamin Patel, episode 85. <laughs> He's really cool <laughs> and sexy. <laughs> he is. <laughs> you talked about at the beginning, it felt a bit wrong maybe to charge for yeah. helping people. I think it's something that a lot of people may have. You talked about rewiring it. Yeah. Was it having a, you talked about having a coach or was that the main thing? How did you rewire yeah. that limiting belief? That was a long journey. That was a long journey. And I just had, would say that my, one of the biggest things I've learned through the years is the power of having somebody give you permission. And so usually I find the best people for me, for, for me are coaches. And so finding, but not just any coach, everybody calls themselves a coach now, I feel like, mm -hmm. especially in Bali. And, and so it's really amusing and people ask me, how do you find a coach or how do you find a therapist? And I'm a little bit, uh, I was originally very anal about it. I remember when I moved to Seattle and I was looking for a therapist, I looked up like, made a spreadsheet of like 65 of them. I narrowed it down to like 32 that I kind of resonated with. And then I contacted them and I interviewed, I think 12. And then I found the one that I liked. Mm. And then I, or the three that I went for in-person interviews with. And then I found the one that I liked. That's a long freaking time. <laughs> and now, now that I've been through this a little bit more, I'm like, you know what? Your intuition is freaking smart. If you just want to spend time talking with a few people and like open up the idea to I'm ready to be coached, who's the next person I should learn from? And then trust that. There's something to be said there. And I went through, I worked with two different coaches. I'm, I don't want to call it out because they're male, but I'm going to say it because that's how it impacted me at the time. Um, I've worked with all sorts of coaches, all sorts of genders and gender identity and many things. Um, but there were two business coaches that I was introduced to that I ended up making large investments in. And I didn't do it out of intuition. I did it for other reasons because it looked so successful or because I knew other people who I love have had um, success with them. And they would say these things to me. They're very wise but it didn't land and the method of getting there didn't really resonate in a way that really took action and there are lots of other factors at play too i mean at the time for both of those i we had two children under two and i was breastfeeding and we were traveling and all those things also came to play mm -hmm. but at the same time there was something that wasn't coming through my heart fast forward a little bit longer i'm on a phone call um, with a friend of mine who I know has written a best-selling book. And she's basically telling me about her journey for free, all about how she became a best-selling author and um, handed me every contact I could ever need. And mm. I was just so blown away by her generosity. Mm. And shortly after that, um, I did publish my best-selling book and it was amazing. And then I started watching her posts and how she owned her abundance. And I got really mad. I got really mad. I got super triggered by her. And all of a sudden I started creating stories. I'm like, what in the world? Like this woman who's so giving, but now here she is flaunting her abundance and her beauty and all the things. I'm like, you can't do that. Why can't? I don't know why, but I had stories, right? Mm -hmm. And I ended up saying, hey, can I hop on a phone call with you? And mm -hmm. I just owned it. I'm like, I'm super triggered by your posts mm -hmm. and how you're showing up right now in this power. And she's like, great cool, let's lean into that. Let's explore those feelings. And by the end of this call, which was me like trying to just say, hey, you're pissing me off just by you being you, it turned into me this beautiful connection and gratitude and really doing some powerful shadow work for myself and like the stories I tell about how I show up and what I own mm. in my own power and who I'm attracting as my clients. It was really amazing. Um, and then I said, so tell me about coaching and working with you and that next day i signed up for six months nice. working with her i'm like i know i have to work with you and what kind of exercises did you do yeah together? So that was six months of really leaning into business and how i show up as a powerful female entrepreneur mm -hmm. and her name is jolie don and she's amazing 
and how we really tap into the spiritual aspect in guiding our business. It was shifting a lot of the mindset around uh, what is money. And she had this quote, and I'm going to forget who told it to her, but um, she said, if money were your lover, would it want to have sex with you right now? I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> no, it would not. I am distant and cold, and I would not want that. It's very, it reminds me, I did a letter to money. When you speak to money as a person, yeah. you realize how a bad friend or lover you are. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. And people always say, what's your relationship with money? But we don't think about it. it's a relationship. Mm. If you were in a relation, if you said, I'm in a relationship with so-and-so, that would come yeah. with some connotation of how you're going to show up, how you're going to take care of them, mm -hmm. how they're going to take care of you. Like, it's a very interesting thing, but we don't think about that in our context. And so for self-worth, rewiring your relationship with money, did you do additional work? Yeah, so through this six-month program, there's a lot of coming into owning what does it mean, like what is my total, what is my bigger value, how can I really step into my power and look at what are the stories that are holding me back, because it's mm. only my own stories. Mm. There's nobody else. Even though I kept thinking they're they they out there mm. in social media land are going to judge me for something or well, they, they might. yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> and that's okay. But man, if my core wound is being a good girl, which it is, <laughs> that is a really hard thing to take. Mm. Right. And even potential clients, well, what if they don't think that it's worth it to work mm. with me? Right. And really starting to unravel. It's not, it's not necessarily because they don't think that maybe they're not ready. Maybe I'm not communicating mm. the value of what they're going to get. Okay. Especially in terms of relationships, people don't often go mm. get coaching on relationships. They go for business coaching, yeah. right? Very well, it's, easily. It's probably easier to sell business coaching because like you invest this and then you make this. Well, it's like when you say you invest this and then you're happy or your relationship is better, it's a bit harder to compare. It's so much harder to compare. But well, yeah, I've seen it have an, an organizational change. I've seen it have mm. a direct impact on families' happiness and on businesses mm. and how they grow. So I'm like, this is very much correlated. It's just you can't quantify as easily as you can if you had so a business. So I'd, I'd love to talk a bit more about this. So can we close a bit the, the self-worth yeah, yeah, yeah. part? And, yes. and if you have a few exercises around speaking to with money as your lover yeah um and sure so in terms of my relationship with money a couple things that i did that were really really helpful for me number one i have a, a my own sacred space in my office mm -hmm. where i start my day off and i didn't start my day off with going through my like like jumping right into my schedule or whatever it was there was scheduled time every morning for meditation and really mm. getting clear and my altar reflects the abundance i have money just spread out all over that Thing. And that was a huge shift because I was taught to just you hide money, you protect it, mm -hmm. you know. But here I was like spread out for all to see mm -hmm. and really owning them. Be like this is what I'm calling in. I wrote a I wrote a love letter to my future clients mm -hmm. and just said, hey, here here's what I'm here to do. I'm calling you in. This is how I want to serve you. And I was very specific on I want th this number of clients paying this much money and I'm gonna make it this much this year. And I put it out right out there on the altar for everybody to see, including ancestors, spirits, whatever your God, whatever it might be for you. But for me, as like a visual reminder of this is the importance and this is how every day began. It was really focusing on that, that meditation and that calling in but and the manifestation. But also, there's some, even if that's not your jam right away, when I came into this, that wasn't my jam. I was far less woo than mm. I am now, mm. far less spiritual than I am now. And even just looking at the power of visualization and how athletes, because I work with several incredible athletes around the world, and just the power of how they spend so much time thinking about the thing they're going to perform so that when they do get to that point, they've run through it hundreds of times in their head, right? And yet we somehow think that if we just hop on a sales call without having been intentional and practiced and really known what we're going to say and owning it, then it's not going to happen, most likely. Mm. Some people are a little bit different. Mm. And then the other thing for me was that I really started to own my feminine because I've always operated in a very masculine world. And I'm the eldest of four, so I kind of helped run the house. <laughs> mm. And I went to business school, and I was the youngest female in my business school. And 
second youngest person to graduate mm. in, in the school. And it was really fascinating to just be like, I am competing against a lot of older men for mm. what I'm trying to get. It's a very like male dominated space. And Amazon also male dominated. So, and then at one point in my life, very small side note we won't go into, I joined the Air Force ROTC on a dare and I was in the military for a year. Very male dominated. So it was just like time after time after time of trying to prove this and hold my masculine, being very proud of how masculine I can be. Until I really started working with Jolie and then it, I was like, what would it be like to really relax into my feminine? And when Jamin and I got together, this was his invitation to me. And at two, he had invited me like, what would it be like for you to relax into your feminine? Because you've never really gotten to do that. And he bought me a pair of earrings. I didn't even have my ears pierced mm. because I'm so masculine. I don't need my ears pierced <laughs> or was something like that. So really starting to lean in with him was so beautiful, but I still like held it tight anywhere else in this. In this. Um, so then when I was working with Jolie, it was really looking at how do I step into this goddess how do I just let her flow? How do I trust my intuition more in my business? How do I call in the clients that I want instead of like doing everything in spreadsheets all the time? And strategy is really important. I didn't throw all that away, but I brought in much more flow and openness. And even when I was having conversations and discovery calls with potential clients, I'd just be here. Like my hope is to just be completely present and in flow with you and then I learned this beautiful trick of when it's time for me to do that thing that was so scary for so long of making a sale, right? Mm -hmm. of, of saying what it is to work with me, of owning my worth. I learned the power of really getting grounded and then turning on my masculine and speaking the number from that place and then holding a very strong silence for them to have whatever feelings they wanted to have and that all be okay. And not being committed to this, I need a yes, I need a yes, I need a please say yes, please say yes. Or, oh my God, what if they say now? Oh my God, right? It was just like neutral. Like, this is your journey. I'm right here. I know I can do, I know I can heal you, mm. right? And so if you're feeling that fuck yes too, then I'm right here. And if yes. you're not, then let's talk about that. And that's okay. It's a very mm. different feeling when you can operate from that place. It's beautiful how you combine the... Those masculine and feminine approaches that both have their, yeah. their own value. Yeah. If we keep going on how you grew your business, yeah. so you talked about uh, starting to do coaching for people in different companies then, uh, what was next? Because now you're doing a lot of many online work. Yeah, so, so now all was of my evolution? practice. Yep, so it was first working with tech executives at Amazon, then seeing a few around the Seattle area. Um, and I tried to open an office in my home and I had it all set up and it was really cool. And I was seeing a few clients every now and then. But a lot of people also wanted phone coaching at that time. So I was doing phone coaching. When was that? This was, oh God, I'm really bad at the years. Two, it was probably around 2014, maybe, right okay. around there. 2000, I guess it probably started in 2012, 2014. I quit Amazon in 2014. Um, and, and then I was like, you know what? I am being called to travel. And so I'm leaving Amazon. I'm going to try to keep my business going and I'm going to travel for eight and a half months around the world. So my partner and I packed everything up, sold the rest and hit the road with a carry on bag. And we're all, I think we went to 15 countries across six continents in eight and a half months and then ended in Burning Man. And it was amazing. Uh, and during that time, it, I got to speak in almost every country about lots of relationship topics, sex positive topics. It was really fun and people wanted to hear it. And I got to learn about the cultural differences in each of these topics around the globe, which was really mm. powerful, especially when I was speaking in Israel. And then, um, and then from there, I kept maybe a handful of clients that still wanted to work with me even when I was traveling. Mm -hmm. And I was just blown away by their dedication. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, yeah, when you have Wi-Fi, then we'll have a talk. And they would, they would drop things from their calendars. They're very incredible mm -hmm. professionals. And they would just clear it out. I'm like, this is really saying something. Why don't I receive it? Mm -hmm. Why don't I receive this message better? And so I got to explore that a little bit. So anyways, I traveled around the world, still kept coaching came back and decided, I don't want to go back to Amazon. I love the company and that chapter of my life is closed. I think I just want to do this full time. And I launched my coaching practice full time, but mm. all 
95% of virtual. Mm-hmm. I still see clients in person from time to time, but mm-hmm. it's not a, not a, it doesn't, it's not mm-hmm. a have to. Mainly, so online, you have private clients, group yeah. coaching also, online I, programs? Yeah, so I have two online programs. Right now, neither of them is running. They'll be starting again in January and February. One of them is called Ready for Love, and it's for single individuals who want to prepare for being in relationship and look at core wounds, do some shadow work, look at how do we build better communication skills and be able to look for stories ahead of time and examine what what our baggage is and help your partner identify and connect and also ask for what you want. And so that's what a lot of what my Ready for Love program does. And then my other program is called The Great Date Escape and is designed for people in partnership. Usually it's um, monogamous couples, but I've had a lot of open relating folks join too. And it's taking you on a journey where you learn similar tools to Ready for Love, but how they apply when you're actually in partnership and triggered all the time by your partner. (laughs) And how you can work through it together and really uncover the core wounds that are there there's always this intersection where we are driving each other crazy and we're both punching each other in the core wound intentionally or unintentionally mm-hmm. and we don't even know that we're doing it so how do we break that apart and really start to find ways to heal instead of continue to mm-hmm. do have destruction and trauma so that's my my favorite spot and i do that through the power of dates and so i've curated maybe a hundred or so dates now over the course of many years, and I've tested them on hundreds of couples around the world. Mm. And they're dates that you can do from the comfort of home within 30 minutes, or you can go longer. But they're all building on tools that I've learned from amazing coaches and training programs and things I have developed. And you get to actually put things into practice without the pressure of like, now we have to sit down and do this thing. Instead, it's very much like, all right, well, it's date night. Mm. And instead of just going to our go-to where we're going to you know, watch a movie and have dinner instead it's gonna be really connective and it doesn't have to be long it can be but we we have very clear instructions what we're going to do and i become kind of like the dating dominatrix and i say all right well alex this is this week's date is your lead you're the lead you're the date night driver and your partner is going to be the the co-pilot the co-pilot has no idea what's going on but you're going to get the instructions that tell you all the things you need to know for this date. Oh, that's cool. And then next week, the roles reverse. Mm. So everybody gets a turn because I think a lot of people get stuck in this same old recipe over and over and over again. Mm. And usually there's one person who initiates and the other person doesn't. And there's a lot of reasons why. And instead, we can just take mm. those stories away and be like, show up open-minded and open-hearted and let's get curious together. Mm. You're different today than you were six months ago or when you met and you're going to be different yeah. in six weeks from now. And you get the person in the other role, right? Yes. So like the, the usual masculine that's going to lead then gets in the other position. Right. And, and I guess you understand a lot better the other. Yeah, sounds exciting. Exactly. It's so <laughs> fun. It's so cool. And watching people go through that shift is like, oh, I love it. <laughs> and so with all this, did you build them one by one? Um, the dates? You, well, you have you have two online programs. Mm-hmm. You have a private session, group sessions. Yeah. You have a book. Yeah. Um, did you focus on one after the other and create the, uh, the next offer after? Or did you combine them together at the beginning? Great question. Uh, it, it, was more, it was more of a process. The coaching, the private coaching always was there. Mm-hmm. And I followed the strategies that I was that I was taught in my coaching program mm-hmm. at first and then started mixing in more things from my life experience. Then I decided I was going to publish a book mm-hmm. and I really was focused on that. And I, I got it published one month before I gave birth to my second child. And so it was mostly like pregnancy was focused on finishing birthing a book mm-hmm. before I birthed another child. Right. It was really cool. Uh, and then the coaching programs for the couples, they just started coming. Like it literally came to me in dreams mm-hmm. when I was putting my children to bed I had this very clear vision that I needed to make something okay. for couples. And it was straight download. It was crazy. Actually, to talk about the book, did you find it was uh, very helpful for your business? Hmm. I'm going to be super honest about this book. I, When I first started, the story I told myself about being a published author and a best-selling author was that um, you had to have the perfect book to, to get it out there. And this was going to be everything. I don't know what, why I thought it was going to be everything. And the more I went on this journey, the more I discovered it's more about getting the book out there and 
just doing the thing. So many people are like, yeah, I'm writing a book. I'm like, great. Everybody is writing a book. And you can be writing a book forever, but until you get it in someone's hands. It was Jamin who said it to me. Jamin has eight books out there. And he's like, who is this helping? If, it, if you've been writing a book for two years, who is this helping? And I'm like, oh, geez, you're right. And Jamin is a super human, not even human. He's an alien creature who can write a book in like a week. Um, and so he has his own process. But when I had that, when I had that little seed planted, I was like, who am I helping by keeping it on my computer? And instead I really started like, all right, I'm going to focus. I'm going to get this done and it doesn't have to be perfect. And somebody said to me, it's you know, a published, being a published author is the new business card. You don't hand out business cards anymore. You just say this thing. And so in terms of has it helped me, it became a best-selling book overnight. It had over 14,000 downloads on day one. It was, I mean, it's, had, it's been very successful and I'm incredibly grateful for it. I also feel far evolved beyond this. I'm like, wow, I have so much more to share now. And maybe one day I'll come in the book form, but the coaching form right now is really where it's at for me. But when it comes to earning people's trust, that is the biggest point, I think, for writing a book because people associate things like having a TED Talk or having a published book with some amount of like, I can trust you, you're serious about this. Mm, authority. Authority, yeah. And, and that makes a, that would be the reason, the main reason I'm like, did it help? Yes, definitely. Not in the ways that I originally thought. More people, I think, buy the book and let it sit instead of taking action and like going through the whole process that's in the book. Mm. But what it has established or helped me establish is even more opportunities to speak, even more mm. opportunities to meet the right people that I get to help, right? And that's beautiful. So you, you wrote the book hoping that it would help directly with people taking action. And I guess a few people did, but actually it was a little bit more indirect through helping people get into your work and more a doorway. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to talk about, we talked about um, how it might be hard sometimes to put a dollar value on something like relationships. How do you market kind of relationship? How do you bring the value and say, okay, you're going to pay this for a better relationship? Yeah. Yeah. So being a relationship coach is a lot about figuring out how to quantify for people how this is going to have a ripple effect. And it's one of those things where it's a little bit hard to explain until people start to feel it. And I let people know, I'm like, within one week, you're going to start seeing the effects. And usually depend, I work a lot with parents too, because we're parents and it works really well. And a lot of the exercises I create, you can do with your children. And so they start to see how the whole family dynamic shifts in the first week, which is really powerful. And when I'm working with business leaders, I can go back and talk about, like, look at these statistics around, you know, 50% of marriages end in divorce and how closely correlated work happy or home happiness is with being present at work and being able to really show up. Mm. And those are just a few ways that we just start talking about how do you quantify this? How do you look at the, the, <clears throat> the connection? Um, but really it comes down to when I'm helping people connect with their soul. I think a lot of people, we have this, these fairy tales we were taught by Disney, by mainstream, usually not by our parents, and not modeled by our parents, but there's this beautiful, perfect love out there, and all you have to do is find your prince or princess charming and then ride off into the sunset. And very rarely have I ever, maybe never, have I seen that to be the case. It's like, it's almost as if the dating part were the easy part, even though it felt mm. so hard at the time. But once you're in relationship, that's when all the triggers are coming up. That's when... Things are not as magical as you once thought in many ways, and that's okay. But nobody taught us about how do you navigate once the new relationship energy or NRE is gone and you're now shifted into mature relationship mm. energy as MRE, how do you actually function in this place in a really powerful way? How can you have your queen and your queen or your king and your king or your king and your queen, mm. queen right? Like how do you show up together? And I think that's, one of the things we look at in terms of ripple effect yeah. and how do you really settle into this? Because when you both are showing up happy, think about how much time and energy mm. that you're not wasting thinking about, oh my gosh, what if my wife texts me? What if my husband goes out again tonight? And I don't know what's going on. We spend incredible amounts of time being human thinking about mm. our beloveds or about being lonely. And is that what you told me before the interview that your relationship happiness can 
uh, impact your ROI? Oh my gosh, yes. So, so big. And, and there have been a couple different studies where they've tried to look at this. Again, it's hard to quantify. Yeah. I can just tell you from years of doing this, uh, years of experience both in corporate America mm. and then watching different businesses out, from the outside, that it's extremely different. And I'll have managers who say that their team members are, th- like I had one manager last week who's been um, going through some relationship challenges in a really large um, company that designs really cool things for space, outer space. And she was saying, you know, I I had my team members come up to me in a week in our meeting and she said that they all thanked her for coming back. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, they said, you've been distant and absent as our manager and we trust you, we know you're, but we know you're going through a lot in your relationship. And so we had just kind of been waiting for you to come back and it's been months. And they thanked her for like being back, present. She was present mm-hmm. again and she was really the manager that they remembered. And it's all because of what's happening at home. It's like this impacts so many different worlds and we're not always aware. She wasn't aware for months. She thought she was still like holding it together and faking it well enough. But we can feel each other, even in an office. Mm. So we've talked a lot about um, many people who would be already in a intimate relationship in a, in a couple. But you told me also about um, how to date yourself in order to great to grow your business. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So a lot of the program I have for Ready for Love is about learning to love yourself. Hmm. And a lot of the dates that I designed are exactly the ones I've taken myself on and taken other business. I, I have had the beautiful opportunity to coach a lot of, um, especially female entrepreneurs who have come to me and said, I want to grow my business. Bali is, has lots of entrepreneurs who are trying to really step into their, into their calling. And so much of it is around, are you comfortable with yourself? And so I help them design different dates, some of them being like we, I have one where it's um, your own luxury date. Take yourself on a luxury date. What would it, where do you want to be in the next one year or five years? Where is that place that's, that's in your fantasy, but a little bit uncomfortable? And for some people, it's being out in an epic, an epic place in nature. And that's the luxury and having the freedom to be there and just be being creative with their, with their pens and paper. For some people, it's going to that five-star hotel and just sitting in the restaurant and enjoying a cup of tea while you're working on your design, right? And so it's really allowing yourself to step into that place and to really feel it in a very visceral way mm-hmm. and own that. So that's one of the dates that I would encourage people to take themselves on. It's like, what is that vision? Who do you want to be? And really start stepping into it and allow yourself to feel it. Mm. Yeah, it was, it was interesting when you talked about the, the need to be loved for people. Um, I love to be loved, but I'm working a lot on not needing to be loved. Yeah. Which, which I feel is actually the right way to enter a relationship. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but it's the opposite of what we were taught. You're supposed mm. to, quote unquote, find your better half. Mm. I'm like, I don't want a better half. I'm freaking awesome. And mm. I, want, I want one whole plus one whole to be two. Mm. And I want them to feel so confident in who they are. And I feel so confident in who I am that when we come together, it's just powerful. And you can't do that if you're holding on to the story of your better half. Because that creates codependency. Yes, exactly. And unhealthy dynamics. And then 10 years later, you'll be looking for a relationship coach mm. to help you untrain all the things you've mm. trained each other to do. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so how do you really become strong in yourself? And that shows up in your business especially, right? How do you stay strong in your business? And how do you stay strong in me as a leader? But at the same time, uh, how does that then, what if you have a rough day at work? What if you weren't the best coach or you didn't give the best healing that you know you could have done? How do you really be with those emotions and allow yourself to feel them all, like really go into them? This is like, yeah, if I could give people one big gift, I would say go into your emotions. Mm -hmm. So much of what's holding you back is your own stories of fear. Mm -hmm. Feel the fear, lean into it. Go, just run after it. Because once you get there, there's, you realize you were just clinging onto this thing and you were allowing it to stop you. And when you go into the fear, I find that oftentimes right behind it, there's this, you get to sort through a whole lay, like layers and layers of emotions, usually around shame and guilt and fear and sadness and loneliness. And, mm. and then you get to the bottom of it and your body's like, ah, 
Thank you. Now I can let that go. Now let's, okay, I'm ready to rock this. Let's write a book. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Yeah. So we're approaching the end of this interview. That's crazy. We just started like two minutes (laughs) ago. (laughs) (laughs) Is is there something you feel you'd like to to add? Mm. I just, I would like to share. Yeah, I would like to share that. (sighs) It's oftentimes really easy, I've seen, for for entrepreneurs especially, to get stuck in one part of their body, especially their head, as they're trying to create, launch, grow, scale, whatever it may be. And just and just really encouraging you to, to create space for yourself to have that quiet creativity and really drop into your body and check in with like how everything is feeling. Um, there's one practice that I love that comes from parts work where I just sit and I I allow myself to listen to all of me, especially when I've got a point where I need to make some big decisions. And I'll just lay down on my bed and take a few slow, deep breaths, and I'll check in with each body part, and I'll say, hey, heart, how are you feeling? What are you experiencing right now? And I'll just listen. And I am blown away every time by the, by the d- depth of feeling and different stories that come up. And then when I'm done listening, I'll say thank you, and I'll say what other body part wants to talk. Hey, throat, hey, solar plexus, mm. hey, pussy, mm. hey, right? It's like you just go everywhere and you check. Mm. And sometimes it's the weirdest body part. It's not just chakras, right? Sometimes it's like my little toe has something to say. It's really mm-hmm. aching. I'm like, oh, you're really aching. Or my shoulders are super tense. It's like, hey, what's going on? And when I listen to their mm. story and they each have their own individual story and their own wisdom, and instead of, instead of trusting just my brain, It's like walking to a boardroom and all the chairs are filled by these extremely talented directors, but we only listen to the loud, obnoxious dude who walks in and won't shut up, right? And he's kind of running the meeting. And we're like, why do we let him run the meeting all the time? Why don't we listen to everybody? Mm. So if that happens for me, if my brain starts to like take over, I talk to him. I'm like, hey, so I I noticed you have a lot to say. And I just want to ask you to sit quietly and wait your turn. You're going to go at the end. And what you have to say is important, but let's listen first. And when I acknowledge him and give him respect and I give him that space, it really shifts things. And everybody else has a stronger voice. Everybody speaks. And by the time I come back to my brain, 99% of the time, he's quiet and he has nothing else to say. So really taking the time to allow yourself to contain those multitudes Mm. and just be all those things and breathe into them will give you such clarity in where you need to go in your relationship, in your life, in your business it, it will shift everything. So there's my invitation. <laughs> I love it. Your body is like a, a board of directors. Yes. <laughs> Your body is the board of directors. <laughs> Make sure you check in with all of them. <laughs> it makes me think of a practice I've done a few times. It's by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, you imagine you have a board of directors with, for me, there'd be Steve Jobs and there'd be Osho or like ah, people, yeah. different people. And you imagine the people talking. I love but, it. Um, yeah, I love it. I'll try the one with the body. It's Thank cool. You. And guys at home. Try, try it, it out. Let me know how it goes. Send yeah. me a little message. I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, any other little actions you'd encourage the listener to take? Right, maybe simple ones right after they listen to this. Very right actionable. This? Mm, breathe. <laughs> You're probably not breathing. Take a breath. Um. I don't think I, nothing is like coming through as like, this has to be said right now. So I'm going to trust that. Um, I'm listening. One second. I'm listening to make sure. Hmm. And if you don't have a coach, I would really, really invite you to find a coach for yourself, to lean into that, to find the right person who can give you that permission. There's something really, really powerful. And it doesn't matter if it's a coach on your health or your business or your relationship or whatever it might be, but just lean in being open to that and not letting um not letting things be an excuse Mm. when i I remember going for my when i felt like i really needed to work with a certain coach i remember just hearing her rate and feeling blown away i'm like i could not like the story of first camp like i can't do that i can't spend my money Mm. that way i can't spend my family's money that way but i also trusted it and i said i'm gonna take it alone to work with this coach Mm. And it was exactly the right move on every level of my life. 
So just lean into like, are you being called to work with somebody? And if so, like have a conversation with them. Um, nothing. How can people follow you and what's next for you? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram. I'm not super active, but you know, we'll see. I do me. Uh, <laughs> Facebook. I have a Facebook community. You're welcome to join. It's called Love and Relationships. And we do some stuff in there. I'm going to be launching some free Facebook Lives and doing Q&As in January. And then I'm going to be having a holiday giveaway that starts at the beginning of next week. So by the time you listen to this, it will have already launched and I will be giving it away for free still. Um, but it's all about navigating conflict. And so if you are feeling stuck in anything around navigating conflict, just go to my website, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll probably get the whole thing. Or just email me and I'll send it to you. So that's really cool. And then my group program and singles program will launch again at the beginning of the new year. So if you're interested in learning more, you can just message me on Messenger or email or my website, whatever feels best for you. And let's just hop on a call. I like to keep things really personal. That feels important to me. So yay, let's chat. <laughs> Thank you, Ari. <laughs> and I really want to acknowledge you for bringing all your wisdom and knowledge to help people with their relationships in the first place and, and uh and doing this so well, and at the same time sharing how you built your soul-aligned business so around good. it. I can't imagine doing listeners. anything else. <laughs> mm. Thank you also to all the listeners. And Eri, do you have a last word for the listeners? Thank you. It's such an honor and a joy to speak with each of you. And thank you for listening in. It means a lot. And Before this, we really tapped into being with each of you. And so I just want to call that out and say that just in the same way that my that the my the right people who I want to work with are called in to work with me, I believe the right people are listening to this at the right time. So thank you for tuning in. Um, this is big stuff. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Ari. Yeah. Thank you for taking some of your precious time to listen to this podcast. If you stayed until the end, I assume it was insightful. If you like this podcast, please share with friends. Remember that if you tag us in your Instagram story at the Light Leaders Podcast, we will repost. Tell us what you've learned. You can also leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Now, if you think I can help you grow your soul mission business, you can register for a free 15-minute coaching call with me. Go to www.thelightleaders.org slash free call. Thank you again and let's co-create the conscious new earth together.